You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, the Bills are going to line up two rookies, a six-round pick, Christian Benford, and their first-round pick, Kair Elam, at corner. Going up against those two, I just call them the Blur Brothers, you know, between Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waddle. I mean, it's they're going to have success. It's not a good matchup for Buffalo in this game. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Our guy Baldy's been killing it thus far. Always kills it. But, I mean, we're three weeks into the season. The analysis has been spot on the first three weeks. I mean, Chiefs scoring 40 against the Cardinals in week one was an all-timer, you know, because because they scored 44 in the game. We are very lucky each and every week in this exact time spot on Wonderful Football Wednesdays to be joined by the great Brian Baldinger, Odyssey Sports NFL Insider. He is the host of the Odyssey Original Podcast in the huddle, along with our friends Jason Lockenfora and Carl Dukes, covering the entire National Football League. He will be in the Sin City coming up this weekend, calling the Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders. Baldy, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy week four. Yeah, guys. Good to be with you, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me Baldy, as always. I mean, I can't believe it. We're all ready to uh, October here, so uh, we're, we're moving along just fine. Baldy, why don't we uh, why don't we start with the game that that you're going to be calling? Uh, just I know the maybe the records wouldn't tell you it's like the biggest game of the week, but probably the two coaches that have gotten the most heat so far this season, whether it's for like you know decision making in clutch situations uh, or just overall performance of the team, I guess in McDaniel's case or both. You know, McDaniel's uh, have a closed door meeting with with Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, uh, after their loss against Tennessee on Sunday. Uh, Vegas about a two and a half point favorite, and despite all that, by the way, Vegas is winless. The coach is meeting with the owner. Vegas taking money in the game, almost favored by a full field goal against Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett, and the Denver Broncos. What do you make of the game you'll be calling this Sunday? I'm looking forward to it. Um, when you watch the Raiders play, some things they do just makes you shake their head. Like you're playing up against Derrick Henry, and you're in a nickel defense on first downs, and he's shredding you. And then you go at halftime, well, we better change this. And then they completely shut him down the second half. And I'm like, why did they wait to the first half to do that? And then, look, Matt Collins has a game, eight catches, 158 yards. He was awesome because they were doubling Darren Waller and Devontae Adams. But even with that, Devontae Adams needs the ball more. He's just too good. He, he knows what a bracket coverage is, double teams. under like He knows everything, and he's so good. And I just think they go away from him at, at times when they have to be looking at him. There's very few guys like Devontae Adams that play this game, and you, you've got to keep feeding the beast. And I hear people say all the time, well, the Raiders offensive line stinks. No, they don't. They're starting two rookies, Dylan Parham at center. That kid played pretty good. Right tackle is a seventh-round pick out of Ohio State. He wasn't bad. He had a couple penalties that they like to have back, but they're not that bad up front. They should have won that game. Their red zone offense stunk. And in, in this league, 
if you're kicking field goals or not even converting because you're going for it on fourth downs, then you're probably going to lose games. And that's why they lost on Sunday. Yeah, it's, I, I, I said on the show yesterday, fourth and fourth and goal from the two on the first possession of the game. Here comes Daniel Carlson. Raiders are going to lose because Josh McDaniels is a loser. Those are my words, not Baldy's. Just wanted to make picture. Baldy didn't say that. That's me saying it. Baldy, let's let's go to the Bills and the Ravens coming up this weekend. Probably the game of the week in the National Football League. Two MVP candidates at quarterback. High um, over-under in the game. Point total, 51.5. Buffalo sitting as a three-point road favorite at the Ravens. Who do you like in this one? Battle of AFC Titans, the Bills, and the Ravens. So I like the over. I love the over. I mean, both these offenses are almost unstoppable. But now the Bills stopped themselves last week. I mean, you know, you're, you're down there. The ball's got to get to Isaiah McKenzie. Got there once. It, you know, gets poked out. Doesn't get there the second time. They should have won. But Lamar Jackson's the MVP of this league right now. Like, nobody's, nobody's doing – Lamar, in the last two weeks, guys, he's averaging over 11 yards a run. He's only thrown seven touchdown passes in the last two games, like from the pocket. Like, he's just carving teams up. I don't think Buffalo has what it takes to stop them. Um, New England tried to, to blitz them. It was a huge mistake. Um, I, I don't know if there's a defense to stop them. Josh Allen, I believe, bounces back. I think it's going to be a lot like when when, Bal- when uh, Baltimore played Miami a couple weeks ago. I think who has, whoever has the ball last probably wins this game. Because I don't think either defense right now is really very good with Buffalo as beat up as they are in the secondary. Baldy, we've had uh, two games now of, of Cooper Rush filling in for Dak Prescott, obviously, uh, the home game against Cincinnati, which which Dallas won in kind of dramatic fashion, and then Monday night against the Giants, and, and both performances, I mean, Dallas obviously won both games statistically, Dallas looks very good in both games, you got Michael Irvin, like, licking his fingers on first take, talking about how great the defenses look, like, team seem to be doing pretty well with Cooper Rush starting a quarterback. Interesting game this weekend. They're a three-and-a-half-point home favorite against Carson Wentz and the Commanders. What do you make of this game, and what have you made of Cooper Rush's first two starts? He's been very impressive. Uh, and But what's interesting to me is it's clear that Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy, they game plan differently with Cooper Rush at quarterback than they do with Dak Prescott. And – when you watch it, like, it's all about protection first. Make sure Cooper Rush is protected. Now, they got rookies out there, left tackle. They got rookie tight ends. I mean, they got rookies everywhere or young players in there. And they said, we're going to protect Cooper Rush. We'll give him half-field reads. We'll give him basic routes. But if he's got time, he'll find the open guy, and he'll deliver to him accurately. And that's what he's done. And I would say that that's not a bad formula going forward when Dak does get healthy because – they run the ball. They ran the ball the best they have all all year last week, which really helped. Pollard looks like running back number one to me, but Cooper Rush has been excellent. He hasn't made a mistake. He's he's dropped back sixty two times. He's been sacked once. He hasn't turned it over. Like you can't ask anything more from a backup quarterback than what he's done. And oh by the way, in the fourth quarter, he's put together game winning drives to to give him back to back wins. And did it last year, obviously, in, the, in his lone start on Sunday Night Football against the Minnesota Vikings, a game-winning drive as well. You better you bet Nick and Ken. Wonderful football Wednesday. Talking week four of the National Football League with Odyssey Sports NFL insider, the great Brian Baldinger. Baldy is on Twitter, at Baldy NFL. Baldy, I, I can't wait 
get to hear your answer here and hear you break down the Eagles and the Jaguars. A really fascinating game in real life and also like from the betting perspective as well with Philly under a touchdown favorite in the game. Both Ken and I think that Philly should be more than a touchdown favorite in the game. Jacksonville may be getting too much credit for taking down a Colts team that had no receivers and an injury-riddled Chargers team that maybe we'll talk about a little later in the interview. Where do you come in on this game? We need the Eagles to win by a touchdown here if you think Philly's going to cover the spread in the game. What do you think Philly and Jacksonville? It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I think this is going to be a close game. Uh, Doug Peterson knows the personnel on the other side really well. I mean, a lot of those guys, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, he won Super Bowls with those guys. He knows how to game plan. He's a great collaborator. They're playing error-free football right now. I think Jacksonville can run the ball really well, uh, and they have been. Uh, and, and both those backs, ETN and Robinson, are very good. The line is good. I think they match up well with the Eagles. Uh, it's not like Carson Wentz in an offense line that just crumbled like almost every play in the first quarter. Um, this offense line is, is pretty good. And they got, the Eagles got their work to cut out to get anywhere near the production they had last week. I think this could be a close game. Like, I, I think Jacksonville was for real. One thing I know, guys, is they got, they got great-looking talent. Like this Trayvon Walker and uh, Trevor Lawrence and Devin Lloyd and Luke Fortner. I mean, I go through the list of their high draft picks. They hit on every one of those guys. They're all very good players. They're playing with a lot of confidence. Um, you go across the country now and you take the Chargers apart, albeit with some injuries, but you take that team apart, you get on the plane playing cards, you know, and those pots get pretty big on the, on the five-hour plane ride home to Jacksonville, you feel pretty good about yourself. And so I, I think there's a lot of confidence in Jacksonville, and I think they're going to give the Eagles all they can handle. Baldy, entering the season, you know, Jacksonville, obviously the surprise team in the AFC South. Entering the season, we we, we kind of thought the division might be a, a toss-up between Tennessee and Indianapolis, maybe favor Indianapolis slightly before the year started. They, they're playing this weekend. It feels like it's almost overshadowed by some of these other games and overshadowed by the performance of the Jaguars, honestly, but still an important game in the AFC South. Titans, maybe they kind of keep their season alive or playoff hopes alive. Obviously, they beat the Raiders last week. Colts get a huge win against Kansas City in a game where they were a big home underdog. So these teams play in, Indian, in Indianapolis on Sunday Colts like a three three and a half point favorite so between those two numbers uh didn't have a great injury report today let's let's assume they're not going to get Shaq Leonard back because he hasn't come back but that notwithstanding what do you make of Colts and Titans uh, an important AFC South game early in the year well what's interesting about both teams is neither of their star running backs Derrick Henry uh you know and for the Colts like none of these guys are really having great seasons so far and so and, you know, a lot of it is just, you know, uh, new offensive lines and offensive lines not being very productive. And so, like, last week, Matt Ryan threw two touchdown passes to his rookie, Jelani Woods. Uh, you know, he's got this kid, Alec Pierce, a rookie. Like, he's throwing the rookies, and they're getting better in the passing game than what they were in the first two weeks. And same thing last week. Like, you're, you're seeing, uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill throw the ball to some of these. Robert Woods looks healthy from his injury a year ago, and the rookie looks, you know, better. And so they're getting a little production out of the passing game right now. It'll be interesting to see if, if either one of these running backs really gets going. Like if the J train can really get going for Indianapolis. And outside the first week, he's really been pretty slow the last two weeks. 
Baldy, what are your expectations here for the Chargers? Obviously, injury riddled coming off the blowout loss last week to the Jacksonville Jaguars as they traveled to Houston to take on the Texans, about five-point road favorites in the game. And I don't know if you saw this because it was literally was broken like very recently, but Joey Bosa going to undergo groin surgery on injured reserve, expected back this season, but going to be out for a while for the Chargers. Rashawn Slater out for the year. Keenan Allen is expected back. We'll see about J.C. Jackson. Uh, last week was bad for the Chargers. Can they get back on track this week on the road at Houston? Again, five-point road favorites. I think they're going to struggle. I like Houston. I like the way they play. They're competitive in every single game. This rookie, Jalen Petrie, from Buffalo, from uh, from Baylor, that's the best looking rookie I've seen in the whole league last week. What he did, uh, and you got Derek Stingley back there. They got they're just playing these kids, but they're good football players, and they they just they're just a a, a feisty group. Like this is not going to be an easy game for the Chargers. Now I don't know if. Houston has enough firepower right now to stay on track and to really affect Justin Herbert enough. But by golly, Houston is a competitive team, and they're a tough out for anybody because they just play so darn hard, and nobody knows who any of these guys are. And they kind of, like, take pride in that, I think. I think the Chargers got their work cut out for them this week. Baldy, interesting quarterback news for both teams and in Jets Steelers. Obviously, we know that Zach Wilson's going to make his first start of the year for the Jets, number two overall pick uh, a couple of years ago. And for the Steelers, it, it was kind of intimated on, on social media earlier today. Not sure if you saw it, that, that Kenny, uh, not Kenny Pickett, that Mitch Trubisky may in fact be playing for his job this week, that Kenny Pickett may see time either in this game or coming up very soon this season for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, what have you seen from Trubisky so far? What do you expect from Wilson? Like, should a change have been made already for Pittsburgh? Maybe the Steelers were favored by about a field goal on Sunday? Well, you know, the Steelers have had 10 days, you know, since they lost on a Thursday night. And so there was a lot of speculation even then that maybe this is Kenny Pickett's time, a 10-day, you know, uh, interim between games. And uh, the coach came out pretty clearly, said right away that Mitch Trubisky is our quarterback. But ultimately, they're not getting the ball down the field to George Pickens, and they're not getting it down the field to Deontay Johnson. Uh, at all. And so there's offensively, they're really struggling. They ran the ball a little bit better last week, but you know, it's ultimately it's the quarterback's job to get the ball in the end zone and he's not doing it. And so uh, they're at, they're at home against the jets. And if Mitch Trubisky, you know, if they've got three points late in the second quarter, there's going to be chance for Kenny Pickett to come in the game. They're just not going to be patient with it. And whether it's fair or not fair, because it's not just Mitch. I mean, they haven't been very good up front. Uh, and defensively, they haven't been very good the last couple of weeks. So it's not fair, but it's just a fact. And for Zach Wilson, look, I mean, I was up there at Jets practice today, and, uh, you know, Zach's out there, and that's good. Uh, we just got to see how well they can protect. They, they're, they're, they've got three tackles on into reserve right now. Like, they got to see if they can protect him. It's going to be a tough atmosphere with the terrible towels waving and all that stuff. We'll see how Zach handles it. But, I mean, the Steelers are a better football team. They're better coached right now. The Steelers should take care of business, regardless of how Mitch plays. Baldy, we got about 30 seconds to go here. Can the Brian Hoyer-led New England Patriots keep it close on Sunday on the road at Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at Lambeau Field? And it's not official that Mac Jones is not going to play, but I think the assumption is that it'll be Brian Hoyer starting for New England. Well, Tom Brady put up 12 points against the Green Bay defense. So, um, now, he didn't have a lot of receivers to throw to, but that Green Bay defense is about as good as there is. There's San Francisco, there's Tampa, there's Green Bay. There's five defenses in this league that are just hard to move the ball against. 
The Packers are one of them. They don't have a weakness on defense. So I think Brian Hoyer is going to really, really struggle. Unless they can make two or three Hail Mary-type plays that are hard to script, but they, they end up in the end zone, they're going to have a hard time driving the ball against Green Bay. They're, they're very, very stout defensively. Then that number is dipped below 10 now. Green Bay just a nine-and-a-half-point home favorite. Again, I, I laid 10 the other day, looking like a genius now or like an idiot. Baldy never looks or sounds like an idiot. Uh, he is the best. Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Baldy, we sincerely appreciate it. Hope you have a safe flight out to Vegas. Have a great call of the game, the Raiders and the Broncos. Enjoy week four, and we'll talk to you next week. My pleasure, guys. Thanks a lot. Talk to you next week. Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. We want everyone out there to make sure to follow In the Huddle on the Odyssey app. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. There's this on the Odyssey app you can like follow. I guess is that what it's called on the Odyssey app? Like you follow a podcast? Oh, you subscribe. follow stuff? Nice. Like, well, it's written like this. Like, I'm obviously not, I didn't write this here, but that's how it's written. So okay. make sure to follow In the Huddle on the Odyssey app. As opposed or to like stalking subscribe. it. <laughs> yeah. Just like every time it comes up, like, where is it? Gotta go find it. Where's Baldy? I just want to, I, I, is there a distinction? I'm not even saying it's bad or good. I just think it's interesting. It's like there's a distinction. Because that means like people sat in a room and said, you know what? We need to call this something different. We're going to call this something Following. different. Uh, coming up next, be sure to follow Ken Barkley as we talk Lochmas college football for this weekend. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> On the BetQL Network.